0: Essence <laughs>
1: House After Show! Woo! Yeah. Welcome to the Essence House After Show. I'm your host, Jess, and tonight joining me are the creators of the Essence House, Eric. Woo. And Chuck. Woohoo! So we're finally on episode four of Essence House. Finally. Yeah, a lot of a lot has happened. To think,
0: uh, you know, like four episodes ago, Tim was just a a guy driving up to a plaza.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, in this episode, we, Tim and Tristan, are back in time. Yep, pretty much. Give us a little summary. Time.
2: It's like my favorite time era, right there in the 90s, mid-90s.
1: So I was like, well, so why did you pick that era, Eric? And Eric's like, because it's my favorite. So he jumped in front of my question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so, I mean, it made sense for the, you know, tracking back to the characters, like, when... When, that, when the event happened that they're going back in time to uh, deal with. I mean, the characters are only so old, so could only have them go back so far.
0: <laughs> well, and for those who don't know, why don't you tell them a little bit about that song that's playing at the beginning of the episode?
2: Yeah, so the episode actually starts with um, a song from Lister, who is the band... From my comic book series, Blister. Um, remember the name of the song? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the three songs. From their uh, Bad Hand EP. Um, yeah. And so, like, one of my favorite things. Particularly in that year. And um, that that whole, like, few years in that time period. Um, for me, was to go to the record store. And so... I think I like to write what I know, and so starting them out in a record store was something that early on I talked to Chuck about when we go back in time when I'm starting a record store. I always liked how you go to back to a record store at that time, and the snobby guy behind the counter would be playing some bands you never heard of, um, and he'd treat you like an idiot for not knowing. Who the was. Um, we didn't go that far in the episode. But the guy definitely was playing Blister, who's a small band from uh,
0: south of Chicago. So that was, that was- it, It's funny because in this episode, you get to hear um, Eric's take on the 90s. And in the next one, you get to hear what I was most excited about in the 90s. So uh, we, we both got to play to our strengths. It's, you'll see. It's a lot of fun.
1: No, it's, it's a lot of fun because when you're first entering into the world of Essence House, you don't realize you're going to get hit with the 90s. So there's like all this awesomeness that's coming. It's like these little like nostalgia bombs that pop out at you. And you're like, oh, shit, I remember that.
2: Yeah, most most of the time when, some, when there's some time traveling in a movie, they're going back like 100 years or, you know, like, Something crazy like that. I mean, Back to the Future was basically the same kind of distance and time jump. Um, I think we talked about that last time we talked. But yeah,
0: um, unless you're talking about the third movie, oh,
2: that's yeah, true. That one went back quite a bit further.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So
2: there's not a whole lot of time travel to the 90s, though. So that's no, fun.
1: I love it. Oh, so what's your? What, I don't. Right, go ahead.
0: Well, it's just funny cuz traveling back to the 90s you're like it wouldn't affect things that much but it really does like they're really like i mean there's one point where we get to play with like um uh photo booths and stuff or uh, phone booths and it's like dude there's still phone booths like when was the last time you saw one
2: Yeah, so they start out in the in the record store um and then Tim is having some problems he's on the ground and um they get thrown out. She has a rough go this episode.
0: Yeah, he's not doing yeah.
2: well. Um. Yeah, so they they get thrown out. There's a nice little, um, like I like to. I think it's fun to throw in little um, small things, like so um, they make a reference to uh, Jerry Garcia's last show.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, that was
2: a lot of fun. Like, wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Tim kind of freaks out on him, like, you know, hey, we're going to change history, butterfly effect stuff, and Tristan doesn't care about that at all.
1: At all, right? Against I, nine- really, I actually
0: I understood Tristan's argument there. I liked him. He was basically like, we're already back here <laughs> to do yeah. something huge. All I'm trying to do is offer this guy one chance. To see the band he wants to see one last time. We're literally here to stop
2: a plane crash.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're saving lives that otherwise would not exist in our time period. But you're worried that some dude is going to watch their favorite band one last time. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That was a fun little nod. And then, um, like, I did a whole bunch of research on that winter in New York. Like, there was, like, a crazy flu outbreak, uh, and it was insanely cold that winter, which back then, I don't know, feels like it was insanely cold a lot during the winter, but maybe not. There was a lot of snow back then, but, yeah.
0: I I have to say, writing these two episodes, because you wrote four and I basically wrote five, I think the toughest part of them is that we actually had to research. Like, we, we wanted to really... Play into those areas. Um, we have a good buddy, uh, Gene Hoyle, yeah. who was a New Yorker in the '90s, and so we got in touch with him. And we were like, you know, what what kind of stuff was going on? What's what's happening? So, he was a big help, and everyone's because I've been to New York, but I was in New York like once for three days in '99 or or '98. So it was just like, yeah. So I need to know what's up. So he was he was helpful. But there was a lot of research.
2: Yeah, it was, it was fun. Even um, when they find, when they get to that newspaper stand and they read a headline, like I went and found out what the New York Times headline was that day. And um, it had to do with a, like a tsunami or whatever, and a bunch of people died. And so then it made the point then that things like that, like it, just, it sucks that like these mass casualties happen and it's just lost to time. Like, but... That was it was a cool moment yeah I think
1: no I like it and I like the fact that you guys did a lot of research to you know make it feel more authentic and you know because you can't show anything this is all like through hearing so you have to really like describe these things so people can see it in their mind's eye and really bring them back to the 90s we have a, so earlier we talked about that this is like this is a lot goes on with Tim during this episode this episode, um, he's quite affected by the time travel. But before that, um, Wendy brings up. Uh, she says, "I think an invisible man pushed the girl on the bike, giving the Edmonds a warning. Remember when uh, when the girl falls on the bike and what happens there um, with Tim?
0: I think what I love about this is now that like once you open up one. That crazy door, all of them kind of open up. You know what I mean? So people are like, well, if there's time travel, there has to be invisible men. And like, you know, like we're going to have all this other stuff. And I'm not saying necessarily that we're not doing that, but it's just funny that once you open up the metaphysical on any level, all of this stuff kind of pops open. And, and you know, at that point, theories go rampant because now they're like, okay, well, I, I know that, you know, the, the metaphysics of this world is different. So I get to, maybe there's this, maybe there's that, maybe there's reverse vampires. I don't know. Like,
1: is there reverse what vampires do? in this?
0: I can
2: confirm
1: that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I <can> confirm that. <laughs> there are a ton, a ton. Oh, but you're right. It's kind of like everything's possible now. Which one do we, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so Wendy says do you seem things seem to take place more um, in 19 more in 1994 I guess she means right she, so, Does things seem to take more place in 1994 because they're not hundred percent there like people can see them but maybe the time jump is affecting their physical state and reality it takes more effort to do that
0: yeah. Wendy was basically saying it, it takes more efforts to do things because they're in a different time period. That's a really interesting theory. Obviously we can't, you know, kind of go there until the story goes there, but that's that's a really cool thought. Um that you know the further away you are from your time period, the tougher it is for you to do stuff. Well when it comes to like
2: the stuff that's going on around them has happened. And so the stuff that they're trying to do in effect hasn't happened. Like, so it's almost like, I kind of feel like it's kind of like pushing against the wave, you know, like you're going against the grain. Um, so like when he's going to open the bar door, I, I just don't see him being able to just grab it and open it. Because that didn't happen. So like to actually affect that takes a lot more effort. Mm, so, Plus he's not doing great to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> He's falling up against walls and so
1: So do we want to talk a little that bit?
0: Hangover was wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a couple exited the bar, yet Tim entered and there wasn't anyone inside. Hmm. Have you any comments on this?
0: Well, there didn't we say there were people like playing a poker game at the far end or whatever
2: in that back room in a different room. room?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: that's the room that he goes to investigate. But yeah, there's no, there's basically there's nothing inside the bar. Um,
0: yeah, yep, yeah. that happened. That happened. All right. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, really, what day, you know, it, it's, it's, um, uh, shortly, it's January. It's a bar. It looks like it's during daytime. A lot of bars aren't really that crowded during the day if, no, if they have anyone at all. Prior to that, it's, uh,
2: definitely, definitely as Tim's approaching the bar, he's hearing laughter and noise inside. So there's definitely more to it
1: aha uh-huh. Wait a second it seemed as if Chuck was acting as if there was nothing there yet <laughs> Eric acknowledged it is this correct
0: that's what it looks like it's what the heck,
1: guys who do I believe it's like you're the two doorknobs right like which one do I believe <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can call us the two doorknobs. Yeah. She's, She's calling like all over again.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um so basically, um, let's see. Then Wendy goes on. So maybe time travel travel isn't as simple as going from one time period to another. Or maybe there's something about the bark. Like, like it's existing in more than one time sim- simultaneously, kind of like the Essence House? Hmm. I mean,
2: I guess any old building would exist in, you know, whatever times they've been in. Hmm. In, I, I, I will say that it's bar... Big. Most of the bar is like magical in any way that the essence house is. I don't
1: Is, is the bar a, a portal in time.
2: I'm gonna go with no on that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. If it was, they might have gone somewhere. I like
2: to tease out on that, but I'll just just go with no.
1: Okay. So um I know we have
0: So I'm surprised that you didn't bring up the new character.
1: We're not there yet. We're not at the hospital yet.
0: I know, but if it were me, I'd be jump. Like, if there was a Chuck character, even if he showed up and they're like, by the way, there's Chuck. And, like, (laughs) I would have been like, so it begins with, screw that, I'm in this, yeah, you
1: know, like. (laughs) I was uh, waiting for the, um. The moment to be like and then guess what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Move on. Fine, I threw it out Can there. We just jump on that. You jump on whatever you want. There. You're in charge.
1: Let's see.
2: We're just here to dodge your questions. That
0: that's what it feels like, isn't it?
1: <laughs> okay. So, well, I guess since Chuck brought it up, I found out While I was listening to The Last Essence House, I got my, I guess I got a character named after me. I'm the beautiful young nurse. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. So, how
1: did you guys choose? how, How did you guys choose which character or did the name come first or did the character come first?
2: Well, I think that we had our, I, we definitely talked about having a character named Jess. Yeah. Um. I don't remember that character being named anything else before, so I think we went right in naming it one Jessica.
0: It, so that name—that character didn't have another name. Um. We just kind of felt like there needed to be someone else, something else, to sort of help. Uh, the end of that scene kind of round out. And so it helped to show that um, it helped to show that time had passed by having Tristan familiar with someone. Yeah. And so that's when, when Jess coming in just, it, it made some sense and it really kind of, I felt like hopefully for the listeners, it would kind of make them go, Oh, so they're not just back in time. They've been back there for a bit now. Like this is getting a little desperate and and so, you know, we got to add, like, some kind of familiarity because now he, you know, he's he, he's kind of making a friend and whatnot. And yet, when you make friends, that also means that you're almost setting down roots. And that's a scary concept, especially when you're not in your own time period. So,
1: yes, because we don't know. And, and thank you guys for naming a character after me. That's so fun. <laughs> we kind of like it. I've never had a character named after me. So I find it amazing.
2: But also to Chuck's point, like if you're ducking back in time for like a day, there's a lot less that you can affect. So all of that, like, Oh, we're just back in time. Like what? The concert's not going to matter. Things like that. But like when you spend weeks back in time, like that's a big deal.
1: Yeah. yeah if, you can probably change a lot more, especially the longer you're there. And, um, but also it's affecting them uh, or Tim as well. Tim's getting headaches and then he, that's why they're at the hospital.
2: Yeah, he's uh, blacked out and
0: yeah, and kind of Tim, uh,
1: unresponsive basically. And uh, Tristan's kind of like, not sure what to do. Cause at a moment he says, well, I can't call um, Elise. Cause she's like 15 at this time and i can't call freaking uncle rick or dad i guess it's his dad Dad rick and um because dad's gonna be like what the heck are you doing well what is i mean technically i mean rick if rick knows about the time travel and he's like hey i'm tristan from the future it's probably a lot easier than being like you know i'm a magical time traveler you know (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Probably not an easy thing to bring up.
1: Probably not. <laughs> so, on um, this is this is from the Patry- Patreon website. Kieran says, "I wonder if Tim is connected to the magic of the essence house. The time travel didn't affect Tim as much as Tristan." Could it be that – I think it's reversed, right? Tristan yeah. as much as Tim. Could it be that Tristan can travel back in time but stay in the house or he dies? Or is it is that why they got the note, to return back to the Essence house?
0: I mean, that's a really interesting point. Um, uh, Now, just talking from, like, a, a theory standpoint, you know, kind of stepping outside – you know, Tristan has spent a lot more time in the house than Tim did. So did that affect him? Does that kind of um sort of make it so that he's not as anchored and it's easier for him to move about? Mm. Whereas for Tim it's more difficult. That's that's an i I think that's a really interesting theory. Huh.
1: And then Wendy says about she thinks that hold on. She thinks that the note at the hospital Was left by the guy Who pushed the little girl
0: Hmm Okay Was there a name on the note? I don't remember I don't remember either, shoot
2: No, there isn't okay. We know who it is But there's no oh, name
0: we, we know who it is, yeah, yeah, absolutely That's why I didn't want to accidentally like Give yeah. something away, but I was like did we put it? Because I know we've had notes with names, notes without names. There's been a fair amount of notes. There's been at least almost one note per episode. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wendy just turned to me and she goes, it was Rick. <laughs> now I'm going to make sure it wasn't Rick. This That's is, not going to
1: be Rick. Especially <laughs> now Rick. it's not. <laughs> like, mm, mm, mm. It's not Rick.
0: Right. Uh, can, we, can we uh put a hold on episode five? I got to change some stuff around.
1: Can you have the guy record, not Rick? <laughs> not Rick. <laughs> It'll
0: be great. It's like, and we find out in this episode that it is not Rick. Rick. And yeah, Eric. <laughs> the guy already recorded it. Eric's voice partway through. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, hold on Oh Wendy also says Not sure why, but it's interesting That Tim's memories are returning I'm interested to find out What he remembers As am I
0: Yeah, I mean I think I don't know Can we talk much to this, Eric? I mean,
2: I think that he um, Like I think that the feeling that he has when he comes back to the nineties is familiar to him. Like, cause it's a special kind of sickness, you know, like it's not like your average, like, Oh, uh, like motion sickness or something. Although I think in my head when I was writing, it, I kind of likened it more to motion sickness than anything else, but, yeah. uh, or like some kind of like motion sickness slash vertigo. Um, but yeah, I think like that, that sort of thing is familiar to him. I don't think that, necessarily has very specific memories. Although he does have memories of traveling with his grandfather um, though when he was a kid and he doesn't really attribute them so much to time travel um, where they actually for the most part were. Um, so I don't know that he has like a plethora of memories like for, of the past like flooding him or anything but just kind of familiarity.
0: That, and that's kind of how I would imagine it too is if you're in, back in a time period you're already in like it might almost become easier to remember some of the yeah. stuff that happened around that time.
2: Yeah, I think uh I think I described it as something like that too. Like he has like a he has like um uh, like he knows things that he maybe he shouldn't know and so it's it's like got some weirdness going on like that too. Like he yeah. does, like he has He's familiar with things that he doesn't feel like he should be familiar with. I don't remember how I described it in that that part of the story, but unearned knowledge or something.
0: Yes. Yes. I believe you actually said that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we did get a good comment from Suzanne. She said, you guys are killing it. Can't wait for more. Us too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people feel like that.
2: And I do agree. I think that what we have going on is amazing. Like I'm loving it.
0: I think what what's fun for the two of us is that like, I mean, we've we've said it before how we're kind of building it is we, you know, we, um, we built the season, we know where it's going, but it's a lot of these little building blocks, these little things in between that we don't necessarily discuss with one another. And so, you know, I wasn't aware that, like even the the hospital at the end, the stuff with um, with with uh, with, with Tim, I wasn't a hundred percent sure uh, aware of that, and so that was a cool surprise to me. And so it's kind of neat that we get to pass this to uh, this baton back and forth, because then you know the other guy gets to read it and go, oh damn, oh that's so cool that you did that. Now I get to play with this, and so. You know, because of, of what he did at the end with the hospital, that greatly affected because in my mind, the way I was playing with episode 5 is completely different than what I ended up writing it and it had so much to do with that uh, with, with, with that um, with, with that scene. Yeah, and when we um, well, so we laid out the
2: season, we left some wiggle room. So, like, we yeah. didn't have, we had plans for 10 episodes, but we didn't have 10 episodes pinpointed. We had um, maybe, like, eight and a half, and we left some wiggle room. So, when I was writing episode four, it was intended to be start and finish, like, that that adventure yeah. in 1994. But I got to a certain point where I was like, you know, this part right here would make a great cliffhanger. I'm already the amount of words in that we want to be so like this is already the 20 minute episode it's at a good point and so um we talked about it and uh, we tweaked some things that i did and made things a little more interesting for when where chuck's picking up the baton and so he he's finishing up that adventure
1: it's exciting to like see see where it goes and see how you guys take it in different directions kind of or actually not even different directions just kind of like a similar direction but in your own view.
0: Yeah. And and I mean I think that just also speaks to kind of the the partnership that we have where um neither of us are ever like you know I want you to do this or you have to do that it's more just like hey man this is what I, I did and this is kind of where we want to end up, like um, even when uh, when I was writing five, uh, Eric came to me and he said, "Hey, how exactly does six end?" And I was like, "Oh, this out ends." He's like, "Great, because I'm working on six, and I got to make sure I have that." So, you know, you just have to make sure that they have just the right amount of knowledge to be able to do that. And then, of course, all the rest of those building blocks can be filled in. You know, all all that extra uh, stuff. And so, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun to to make that happen and jump back and forth and, you know, do half an episode here, whole episode there. You know, it's, it's, it's great.
1: So is there anything you guys can share with us about episode five?
0: Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> episode five um, for episode five, Tristan finds himself in a really delicate position. He's in the past. He only has a certain amount of, you know, finances and all that kind of stuff available to him and what's he gonna do and he's kind of effectively friendless. So the only person really in his life at this point point, uh the only people in his life are either the family that he, you know, feels like it's gonna be a burden to talk to them. Um because of course, you know, that gives away a whole other kettle of fish. Um then you've got the cousin who's laid up in a coma And then, of course, you have the nurse who is his new friend. So we get to to play off a lot of really cool stuff. I had an awful lot of fun with um, with episode five. And honestly, I get to play with one of my favorite uh, parts of the 90s. So I think you guys are going to have a blast,
1: Oh man. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Essence House after show. Check. Well, I guess what uh, chapter five comes out in next week.
2: Next Wednesday. Yeah.
1: Next Wednesday for 26th? sixth sixth for members. And then normal people will see it. doesn't matter because you can't see this unless you're a member.
2: Speaking of which, though, if you have um, any friends that are into this sort of thing, yeah. send them over. We um, we definitely can use some more to, patrons to keep this going. Um, yeah and we've like all of you are awesome we've we're really grateful for everything that we've gotten
0: we really do appreciate it keep sending in your questions uh we love to talk about uh, the show and and anything and even if there's other stuff that you want to ask us behind the scenes stuff or whatever we're always down um that's that's the fun thing about this it really is for you guys so whatever you guys want to do with it we're open yep
2: yay thank you
1: yay thank you so much